Well, hello, friends. We've got a lot to talk about today, so let's get right into it. You're part of the law enforcement family. This is your show. Here we talk about all things Leo family life. The good, the bad, the funny and the sad, and everything in between. All right, guys, let's get right into uh, one of the big headlines that's been a topic of conversation for a little while now, the Jesse Smollett case, um, uh, also known as Juicy, apparently. I don't know, maybe that's the right way to say his name. I don't really know. I actually don't really care. But I do care about this case. I'm going to tell you why in in my, my little pardon my preach rant. I'll tell you why I care so much and why you should too. Uh, but first, I want to talk about uh, something that I found really interesting. And, and here's the headline from uh, the Daily Wire. It says, the chief who arrested Smollett says sandwich tipped off authorities. Maybe would have let off with apology. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so yeah, you heard that right. A sandwich is what tipped off authorities. Uh, so I'll read a little bit to you. It says, uh, the Chicago, the blah, blah. The Chicago police chief who arrested actor Jesse Smollett back in 2019 said authorities were tipped off that the hate crime, those are in quotes, was not what it seemed by the actor's untouched Subway sandwich. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know what you know or what you remember of this case or what you heard. um, But, you know, the gist of it is, is that uh, he just uh, had a hankering for a Subway sandwich around 2 a.m., and decided to take a little stroll in the freezing cold temperatures to go get himself a subway. And um, then he was attacked by uh, two MAGA hat-wearing Caucasian men who were actually two very huge Nigerian men. Uh, But, you know, same, same, right? Same, yeah? No? Okay. Um, so yes, yeah, so that was that was his story and he was sticking to it. Um, but it says the former chief also noted that Smollett might not have been criminally charged if he had come forward with an apology and abandoned his claims of victimhood, which he did not do. In fact, he actually doubled down and uh, got the support of lots and lots of liberals behind him, which was really, really great in the long run, wasn't it? Uh, let's see. He says that he being the chief says, looking back on it, the part about the noose, but what really struck us oddly, because at the time I'd been a cop for 31 years. And so I had been in the detective division working on homicides a lot. What really struck us was the fact that he got attacked on the coldest night of the year during a polar vortex. It was insanely cold. So nobody was out. Uh, let's see what else. But I tell you one thing that really tipped us off that there was a problem. He continued, if somebody gets jumped like that, he says, so let me back up a bit. He went to a Subway sandwich shop like at two in the morning to get what well, we already know. We already know this. Uh, and that's fine. He comes back. Now, this is the, the chief talking here. He comes back, gets attacked in a hate crime, supposed hate crime. And during all this scuffle, they poured bleach on him and all of this. When he got up and went into his apartment building, he still had the Subway sandwich. 
that doesn't happen. And uh, I, I'm going to agree with the chief. I don't even think I need a um, background in uh, policing or um, I don't think I need to even be a detective for that because I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of a scuffle I've ever been into. I've never really been in a real scuffle, but I, I've, I've play fought and um, I do kickboxing. I do the things and, I, and I'm feeling like I'm feeling like if uh, if I'm about to uh, do some kickboxing and, and I have my my cup of water, whatever, not that I would have a cup of water, but whatever, just roll with it. Just go with me here. Um, but, you know, if I have something in my hand, there's a high likelihood that I would I would put it down or drop it if I were being attacked. Um, but I wouldn't hold on to it the whole time. And and we're talking about this particular case where let's play along and say two men approach you and they are telling you that they're going to beat you up in so many words. And they apparently have a noose and some bleach on hand. It's very convenient that they would have those things. Um, and they're going to do all these things. And, and again, we're going to pretend that this is a Subway sandwich because I don't have a Subway sandwich. Um, what are we going to do here? How, how is this going to happen? Stop. No, wait, but I've got my sandwich. Please don't hurt me. Uh, okay, go ahead. Beat me up. But I'm just going to hang on to my sandwich, you know, or or what? I don't know. Did, did he set it down? Did he say, guys, can you hold on a minute? I just need to set down my Subway sandwich because after you beat me up, um, I know I'm going to be really hungry. Yeah. Plausibility. Yeah. Not feeling it. Um, I will also say I couldn't be a detective. I couldn't be a police officer because I'm actually not that observant. Um, A lot of things get past me and I'm not. uh, Well, of course, I'm embarrassed to admit that, but it's just a fact. But anyhow, I am not the subject of this story right now. So it doesn't matter. Oh, so anyhow. So, yeah. So the Subway sandwich was what really clued them in that something was definitely not right with this story and uh, bravo for them for that for noticing that because um i only noticed that or i would only consider that after the fact you know after somebody told me like gee don't you think it's weird that he just got attacked and bleach thrown on him and a noose put around his neck um and he still had his sandwich like perfectly intact nothing wrong with it yeah that sounds weird to me but yeah, so there's a, you know, and of course there's plenty of other things. The fact that he uh, went home first to his apartment and um, I don't know what he did. Maybe he ate his, his Subway sandwich. I don't really know. He was probably very hungry at that point. Um, and then went to the police and still with the the noose around his neck. Um, so he showed up later at the, you know, like at no point he thought, let me get this thing off of me. Like I would be, I'm thinking again, never been in this situation. Um, but I would think that I would want the offensive, um, item off of me. I would save it to give or show to the police so that maybe they could get fingerprints off it. I don't, I don't know, but I don't feel like I would keep it on. Would you? I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess no. I think we're all on the same page with that. So anyhow, so, um, yeah, so Jussie Smollett, big liar, liar, pants on fire. Uh, lots of fabulous, hilarious memes going out around about that. Well, there isn't much more I can say about the Jussie Smollett case than what's already been said. So I'm just going to share some of my favorite memes about it. Here you go. ABC. <laughs> 
And um, they are very, very funny. And I really like them. But now this is going to lead me right into Pardon My Preach. So let's do the cute little jingle for that, okay? It's time for Pardon My Preach. Okay. Uh, So listen, Pardon My Preach. But I laugh at the memes. I think they're funny. I think it's funny that they're at Jesse Smollett's expense because he deserves to be made fun of mercilessly at this point. Um, there, it, This is not a case where he had like some kind of mental illness or mental breakdown that made him do something so abhorrent and offensive and wrong, morally wrong, um, wrong in every regard. So there's no mental incapacity that we're aware of, certainly, that made him do this. Um, he did it because he's a piece of shit and he wanted attention and he didn't care about the consequences of that, that it would further a racial divide um, that, you know, that in my opinion, you can argue with me, uh, not right now because, you know, I've got the floor, but you're welcome to comment and tell me I'm wrong. Um, but a large part of this Rachel, <laughs> Rachel. A large part of this racial divide is fueled by the media and the liberal politicians. I don't think I'm saying anything out of turn here. I think I'm stating the obvious. Um, so nonetheless, and of course, they all backed him up. And But here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. As much as we are making fun of him, rightly so, um, we should also be furious. We should be extremely angry at Jesse Smollett and anyone like him. Um, What you did, Jesse, Juicy, I can't stand that word, so I'm not using it. Um, I I know I just did. Uh, What you did there, buddy, is you played a game where you made actual victims. People were genuine victims of hate crimes, of violence, Uh, of anything terrible like this, um, you made us, or you put us in a position where now we question genuine victims. We question everyone. And that's because of people like Jesse Smollett, who lie for their own personal gain. And again, how well did that work out for you, bud? Um, Yes, I know that when I hear that somebody has been victimized in a hate crime, um, or really, geez, it's terrible to say, but victimized in any way, I have to be perfectly honest with you. My first response is, well, we'll see to all the facts out are out. Um, I'll believe it when we have some proof of it. And my goodness, isn't that horrible for genuine victims to have to prove their actual victimhood. Why do they have to do that? Because of people like Jesse Smollett. And he's not the only one. There's been many, many cases of people, uh, hoax, um, hate crime hoaxes, uh, rape allegations that were untrue. They were just spite um, reportings and trying to destroy people's lives um, for no other reason than it benefited them in some way. So because of those people, because of the Jesse Smollett's in the world, um, we cannot just believe victims. And that is horrifying. That's terrible. 
And, um, and so we should be angry about that. I'm angry about it because it puts us in a cynical mindset and like, we need any help being in a cynical mindset these days. Um, I, I actually do not know at the time of, uh, this recording, because this is recorded, we're not live. I'm sorry. At the time of this recording, uh, I don't know what his sentencing is. So I, I don't know, um, what, what happens? Does he get some community service? Does he get a little slap on the wrist? Does he actually get any jail time? I doubt it. Um, I highly doubt it. Should an example be made of him? Hell yes, in my opinion. Uh, an example should be made of him. Throw, him. throw him in jail for as long as possibly legally can for this, because it'll send a clear message that this type of bullshit will not be tolerated. So I don't know. And maybe that will help uh, genuine, actual, real victims of hate crimes and of uh, violence um, because they are the ones that do need to be protected. And um, this maybe is one way of doing that. So, yeah. So pardon my preach, but um, uh, that's what I'm pissed off about today. Let's move on to some more headlines. To what's not in the news today. Sorry, you caught me taking a sip of my water from uh, my Blue Family Unity mug. Oh, what? You love my Blue Family Unity mug? Why, why, of course you can get one. You can very easily get one for yourself and help support the show. And that would be greatly appreciated. Um, You just head on over to my link in my comments section here. And um, you can pick up a mug or a t-shirt or uh, what else do I have? I don't know. I got a bunch of stuff on there, but lots of fun things. And everything that you purchase will support the show. And it's very much appreciated. So how is that for a subtle plug, huh? All right. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. I don't. Um, so let's talk about what's not in the news today. Um, my favorite topic, of course, is, um, well, I have a few favorite topics. My favorite topic is obviously anything law enforcement family related. But I also um, like to talk about what the mainstream media, the corporate media, the legacy media, they got a lot of nicknames. Um, but it all means the same thing, that they are uh, the corrupt mainstream media. That's what I like to call them, the corrupt mainstream media, because that's what they are. Um they are biased and they will omit information that doesn't suit them or their financial backers is really what we're talking about here. Um, but one of the stories that they have, of course, ignored has to do with law enforcement. And um, it, it's some pretty, it's extremely, it's not pretty upsetting. It's, it's very upsetting information. Um Police shooting deaths break a record high in 2021, and the year's not over. In another historic Biden first, the number of police shot and killed in the line of duty reached record-breaking levels in 2021. According to the 2021 tally from the Fraternal Order of Police, as of midnight on November 30th, and here's, our, here's, the, uh, here's the numbers, here's the stats, 314 police officers were shot in the line of duty. 58 of those officers died from their wounds. That is that is a 16% increase from 2019. Uh, let's see. Shooters ambushed police 
95 times, and that is a 126% increase from 2020. 119 police officers were ambushed by gunfire, and 28 of them died. Patrick Yos, who is the president of the Fraternal Order of Police, said that we've already had more officers killed in the line of duty by gunfire this year than any other, and there's still one month left. Um, so that was as of November 30th at midnight. That was that number, and um, I'm, I know for a fact that we've already had more since then. Um, so yeah, so there there is an epidemic. We want to talk about epidemics. Um, you know, they like to say there's an epidemic of police brutality, epidemic of police shootings. Well, guess what? You're right. There is an epidemic of police shootings, but it's the police who are being shot. And that's not acceptable. And what's also not acceptable is that the mainstream corporate corrupt media is not telling you about it, is not talking about it. Why? Well, I mean, the biggest reason is they don't care. They don't care unless you are a career criminal, a convicted felon, um, a murderer and a rapist. Um, you're useless to them. They can't make a martyr out of you because you're one of the good guys. And, you know, good guys, bad, bad guys, good. That's the world we live in right now. At least that's the world they want you to believe we live in. Um, reality is a different story. I think uh, our day-to-day -day lives tell a different story, um, but the mainstream media is what fuels the hatred and fuels the violence and the disinformation and misinformation. And uh, we have to fight that. We have to fight against that every single day. And I hope that you join me and all of the others who are in this fight to stop the mainstream media from spreading their lies and getting away with spreading their lies. Crime is exploding across America. Defunding the police is causing even more chaos and increased crime in communities we live, work, and raise our families. We need your support to refund the police. Your donations will go toward the development of a national media advertising blitz to rally Americans who are sick and tired of the attacks on law enforcement. So donate today and help refund the police. So yes, that was a very short, brief headlines Pardon my preach, and not in the news today. The Blue Family Unity Show was created, written, and produced by Elsa Kurt. Music written and produced by Dan Tracy. If